again, my beautiful, my wonderful, extraordinarily resilient Black sisters. Welcome to another episode of Black Women in Communion. I'm so happy that you have come to join me today, or this evening, or the morning, whenever it is that you are listening. I was thinking about, what shall I talk about today? And the subject of wearing a mask came to my consciousness. Um, Because as we know here in London, every time we go outside, We wear a mask. But for many of us, we've always worn a mask. That's part of our survival as people. And I'm sure, at least I hope, my wonderful black sisters who are listening. I hope that this is not news to you. I'm going to play for you a tune that I created early this morning whilst I was listening to Prince Harry and Meghan. Um, They were recently interviewed by Oprah. This is called Meghan Speaks Truth to Power. I'll just play a little bit of it.
had to play the whole thing. Because <laughs> I realized, because actually, for me, the ending is the beginning. Hope you enjoyed that. So, how many people out there are familiar with wearing the mask? I'm going to read a poem written by Paul Lawrence Dunbar a few years ago. <laughs> In 1800s. We wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile. With torn and bleeding hearts, we smile and mouth with myriad subtleties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask. We smile, but Oh, great Christ, our cries to thee from tortured souls arise. We sing, but all the clay is vile. Beneath our feet and long the mile. But let the world dream otherwise. We wear. The mask. Mm. So long before Corona came to town, our mere survival as a people has required us to hide to adopt that stiff stiff up lip that they say ho 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 and what has been uncovered this week that has been known For centuries, about what was it called before? The mother country. Hmm. Seems like a lot of people wear a mask. I was looking. Online, 
And when I was looking at, you know, we wear the mask online, the things that were popping up were like conversations or about actual mass, you know. And there are people out there who um, have, you know, come up with these kind of formulas and ways in which, you know, because, because the, the mass covers one's mouth, um, it can be hard to detect a person's full facial expression. And so there are people out there who are coming up with these formulas on how to be able to detect um, what the person's true expression is behind the mask. Now, what's interesting is that um, during the first lockdown, I was in Kilburn, Kilburn High Road. And, ah, it was just after the first lockdown. I was in Kilburn High Road and I wanted to go, I was on my way actually to Halston to have my hair, shall I say, ah, what's a good word? Um, to have the color in my hair lifted. Yeah, let's say that. And so here I am, you know, I've got my mask on and I'm trying to figure out because every, everything that I do is pretty intentional, including lifting the color in my hair. And I was like, oh, you know, I really... I really am going for a particular look. And so um, I was walking down the um, Harrow Road. Yeah, Harrow Road in, was it Kilburn? Yeah. And um, I saw this lady who had the color. I was like, oh my gosh, that's the color I want. And, and so I wanted to go up to her and ask her. I'm about to go on YouTube, so multitask. I wanted to go up to this lady and ask her, um, what color her hair is. And as I'm walking and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just, you know, go up to her and ask her. And I was like, wait a minute. Remember <laughs> you're in England, you know, people don't go up to other people, you know, if you don't know them. And so I stopped myself and I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't go up to her. And so the lady was standing at the crosswalk waiting for the light. Um, 
and there's a little boy with her. He must have been about, he couldn't have been more than four. And so I just passed them. And all of a sudden, and it's, you know, it's really amazing how God works. Absolutely amazing. All of a sudden, now here I am, I'm blasting my music, my headphones. And I hear a little voice say, hello. No, it wasn't a voice in my head. Okay, don't go there. And I turned. And it was the little boy looking at me. He has said hello to me. And I was like, hi. Hello, you know. (laughs) And he had the biggest smile. And as did his mother. Because his mother was like, she had this look on her face like, how does he know her? You know. And I said to myself, I said, wow, how extraordinary that this little, this child could see in me someone who would be receptive to his greeting. And so what it shows is that it is not flesh, it is not bones. Is a spirit. And many times, this is what I try to explain to those who are open to raising their consciousness. And if a child, a four-year-old, a four-year-old didn't need a formula because his spirit knew that I, that the spirit that inhabited my person was a good spirit. That's something to meditate on. We as black women, conscious black women, because every skin folk ain't kin folk. Don't be fooled by the melanin. Don't let the melanin fool you. Or you'll be in for a lot of heartache. Dr. Maya Angelou, she she needs no 
introduction. She performed her version of We Wear the Mask. I have uh, written a poem for a woman who rides a bus in New York City. She's a maid. She has two shopping bags. When the bus stops abruptly, she laughs. If the bus stops slowly, she laughs. If the bus picks up someone, she laughs. If the bus misses someone, she <laughs> So I watched her for about nine months. I thought, mm, uh-huh. Now, if you don't know black features, you may think she's laughing. But she wasn't laughing. She was simply extending her lips and making a sound. <laughs> I said, oh, I see. That's that survival apparatus. Now, let me write about that to honor this woman who helps us to survive. By her very survival, Miss Rosie, through your destruction, I stand up. So I used the poem with Mr. Paul Lawrence Dunbar's poem, Masks, and my own poem for old black men. Mr. Dunbar wrote Masks in 1892. We wear the mask that grins and lies. It shades our cheeks and hides our eyes. This debt we pay to human guile. With torn and bleeding hearts, we smile and mouth with myriad subtleties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us. While we wear the mask, we smile, but oh my God, our tears to thee from tortured souls arise, and we sing, hey, baby, bye. we sing, hey, but oh, the clay is vile beneath our feet, and long the mile, but let the world think otherwise, we wear the mask, when I think about myself. I almost laughed myself to death. My life has been one great big joke, a dance that's walked, a song was spoke. I laughed so hard, <laughs> I almost choke when I think about myself. 70 years in these folks' world, the child I works for calls me girl. I say, <laughs> yes, ma'am. For working sake, I'm too proud to bend and too poor to break. So <laughs> I laugh until my stomach ache when I think about myself. My folks can make me split my side. I laugh so hard, <laughs> I nearly died. The tales they tell sound just like lying. They grow the fruit, but eat the rind. <laughs> I laugh <laughs> until I start to cry when I think about myself and my folks and the little children. My fathers sit on benches. Their flesh count every plank. The slats leave dents of darkness deep in their withered flank, and they nod like broken candles all waxed and burnt profound they say but sugar it was our submission that made your world go round there in those pleated faces i see the auction block 
the chains and slavery's coffles, the whip and lash and stock. My father's speaking voices that shred my fact and sound. They say, but sugar, it was our submission, and that made your world go round. They laughed to shield their crying. They shuffled through their dreams. They stepped and fetched a country and wrote the blues in screams. I understand their meaning. It could and did derive from living on the ledge of death. They kept my race alive by wearing the mask. <laughs> at the end of this poem. Powerful. So powerful. It gives a whole new meaning to a lot of the derogatory uh, words that, let's face it, many of us have been subjected to. Because you see, there is a contingent of melanated people who think that you got to speak up and you know you've got to confront confrontation you know that's that shows your blackness And I say, well, okay. Examine the civil rights movement. It was a movement that was very much strategic, struck. It wasn't haphazard. Of course, Martin Luther King had to speak about nonviolence. I had to. And although there were other groups that saw that approach as, I don't know, I mean, I wasn't around then, but I've done extensive reading, as hopefully anyone who's listening to me would have done, because I don't think this type of podcast would interest um, anyone who hasn't 
had a certain level of curiosity and um, really who hasn't read quite, you know, more than just a standard newspaper, basically. Um, Because this is not that kind of space. I'm hoping that this is a space where conscious black women who are clear, unapologetically, unapologetic, in their blackness as women, black women in communion. Those who are not sure, I'm sure there is a I'm not quite sure podcast. You know, there's a there's there's a space for everyone. Um and so the civil rights movement was strategic. And as we know, or I don't know how much you know people are aware, um, in America, the media like to put Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X as sort of like enemies. Um, and but this this is what these structures will do. Um, but really, to fully appreciate the message that both men had, one should read about their upbringing, and when you read their stories, you will see how those experiences led them to the place of leadership and the framework that they chose. Martin Luther King owned a gun. But he knew that he had a responsibility to the people to uphold the position of nonviolence because there's no way that black and brown people would have been able to fight and survive the American military. 
bearing in mind that, you know, Martin Luther King and his um, leadership team were highly educated men and women. Oh yes, there there were women on that team. <laughs> um, so yes, one has to wear a mask. For the world. But hopefully, when one is in the sanctuary of their home, you can breathe a sigh of relief and be yourself, your authentic self. And that comes comes back to Megan who revealed to the world that that uh, she she couldn't breathe basically in her own home she had to wear a mask indoors imagine that but I'm sure there are many people who are in relationships where they stay maybe because they're afraid no one else may want them I don't know they may be financially not in a position or they think maybe financially they're not in a position to change their living situation. But I think one of the things that this COVID has shown, many marriages and many relationships have ended. I guess a lot of people, you know, tired of the mask. <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't actually really like you anymore. Are you, my dear sister, hopefully sisters, but who knows, are you living your truth in all your dimensions? Are you free? Are you really free? Are you wearing a mask?
Megan speaks truth to power. Until next time, my black sisters, see you later.